What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. And at Texas Baptist College, you'll find a community that is committed to help you succeed wherever God calls you. And when you attend Preview Day on March 22nd, you'll see firsthand everything that TBC has to offer. Preview Day is the perfect opportunity to explore the campus, meet current students, and learn how you will fit at TBC. Sign up for free at texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash nab. N-A-B. Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman, how are you doing? First of all, how does it feel to no longer be the man behind the computer and finally getting your <laughs> voice on replant and revitalize or whatever that thing yeah, is called? Yeah, revitalize and replant. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was how fun. That so that was... That, um, you know what? It was it was a lot of fun. Um, that was a trip that I took to Denver with Mark Clifton, and we were at Mark Halleck's church. And uh, yeah, normally I'm running the board and building like the episode guides. And this time, for, for an episode that went live earlier this week, I got to be on the microphone. So uh, that was fun, man. I I've not I've done a lot of stuff with Mark Clifton. I don't think I've been on a podcast with him other than when he was on ours, yeah, years and years ago. Well, very cool, man. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm also not happy for whoever is the recipient of the fire truck that is leaving your neighborhood right now. Um, sad day for them. Not sure what's going on, but uh, but hey, uh, fun fun little note. As as of right this moment, uh, 459 people have joined their virtual association that we shared nice. about last week on the podcast and uh it's it's been fun uh been some great conversations happening uh we on wednesdays we share a prayer feed basically where people can ask some prayer requests and stuff and there's been people that have asked for those in separate posts and whatnot but kind of a dedicated day kind of like we'll just call it the wednesday <laughs> prayer meeting and, I like how you uh, say on Wednesdays because there's been one one Wednesday so far. Well, <laughs> you watch this thing. It's also scheduled for every Wednesday until Jesus okay. comes back. It's going to be really awkward when we're all raptured and I still have 20 months. <laughs> you're still they're still going out. We'll find and, out. I mean, I'm sure there will be some bots that are like interacting with it. Yeah, you know, you know, Bar Barber <laughs> and they're like praying for whatever. <laughs> uh, wish we'd all been ready. Uh, but you know, got got some cool little things. Uh, a little shout out for Caleb. Uh, Fleming, he's a pastor up in Sherman, Texas, that is kind of coming down on the wire with his PhD work and uh, is going to uh, KC. He's doing his at Midwestern and and happy for him, but he's got a ton of work. And so he's in there getting some encouragement. A number of uh, prayer requests, about 26 came in and uh, just seeing people encourage them and pray with them has been cool on Fridays uh, or the one Friday that we've had. Uh, a chance to celebrate stuff and uh, people talking about new building projects or new attendance highs, whatever it might be. Mondays, some sermon recap, people kind of sharing either what uh, their their pastor preached or what they preached and, and getting some feedback. And then a lot of just had a great question from Tyler Armstrong about uh, building renovation. They got a lot of traction. Yeah. And uh, so what, what has been neat uh, is every kind of at every hundred member mark, uh, I share just, you know, hey, we've now crossed the 500 member mark, 400 member mark, whatever. And just reminding everybody, 
that this is a place just to be kind and to encourage one another. Leave the SBC drama and chatter and politics and all of that kind of stuff somewhere else. And let's just come in and lift each other up and just be there for one another, celebrate wins, you know, pray with people when they need it, that kind of deal. And uh, so it's been fun. And uh, so it's kind of gotten off to a good start. So happy about that. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great place to kind of build trust uh, with yeah. one. And uh, that's a good thing because uh, that doesn't exist anywhere else. And we're not talking about that. <laughs> But literally anywhere, because some Lifeway research came out. How about how about that for a transition? That was uh, pretty good. Lifeway research came out, and good news: uh, public trust of pastors hits a new record low. It is almost to like politician level. Um, Very close. Pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty close. Uh, Kyle, other than pastors named Bart Barber. <laughs> Why might there be low trust in pastors? Just without digging into the article, we'll dig into some of the numbers and whatever. Just yeah. your thoughts, Kyle Beerman, unfiltered. Why is it? <laughs> so here's, here's here's the reality. Um, most of the time when a pastor makes headlines, it's not for a good reason. Okay? so So your average person who who really doesn't have any involvement in church whatsoever, that the time they're going to hear about a pastor in the news is when something has gone wrong. There's been a moral failure. Um, as, as we've dealt with lots, lots of abuse cases that have come out, um, those are the things that make headlines, unfortunately. Occasionally, you, you'll get a story about um, a church in in the community that's doing something really good. The, one of the news uh, channels here recently ran a story about a, a local pastor's 30th anniversary at their at their church. Um, but but in our cultural moment right now, generally speaking, negative stories are going to get a whole lot more traction than positive stories. And so the things that are going to come across folks' feeds about churches and pastors are not the things that we want them to see. I think that's a big driving dr- driving um, piece behind this. Now, the flip side of that is there have been a lot of pastors, a lot of churches that have done things that have caused these headlines, right? It's, yeah. it's not clickbait <laughs> in yeah. most cases. It's not just clickbait. There, there really are bad things that have happened that have generated these stories that generate the attention and a lot of that causes the trust level to go down. Now, really quickly, I think it's also important to say, because you, you touched on this in the beginning, when you, when you joked that pastors are almost at the level of Congress. Trust in leaders across the board is down. Okay, yeah. so this is not uniquely a church or a pastor issue. This is across the board. Institutional or trust in institutions, trust in leaders is down generally speaking in our culture. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to talk about how to, how to, how to address that in a moment, but that's important to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is it's not only this, but a factor is, is kind of like you just touched on is what we see a lot are the bad things. Um, okay. You know, what is going to be, you know, in our case here in DFW, we've got Fox four, you know, that's the one we watch. And uh, what is typically going to hit the news for every time there's like a tornado 
and they highlight like the Texas Baptist men and, and I love it. I'm yeah. always grateful for it. Like that's always one out of like the nine or 10 other, uh, yeah. you know, pastors caught with this or stealing money or, you know, abuse, obviously. Uh, and so that's one factor um, that just what we usually see, what typically gets some headlines is going to be a little more sensational, a little more difficult. The other side is sometimes we deserve it. Um, if, yeah. if pastors hadn't broken trust, uh, that probably wouldn't be a record low. Um, but that does happen. And we know that. And uh, we've, I, I know as second chair guys, we've been a part of some of those uh, situations before as, you know, youth pastor, worship pastor, things like that, where that is part of that equation. Uh, and so that's one aspect. And so the other is we're fallen and we're messed up and, and we mess up and screw things up all the time, too. The other side, of course, we'll dig into perhaps might be it's hard to build trust, uh, especially in the maybe, if you will, the office of pastor, maybe taking yeah. personalities out of it. But the office of pastor uh, when homeboy is leaving every two years. And, uh, you know, and so it's like, hey, we've got to get behind another one. And here comes all the new big ideas. And, and we get this going and change this and change that. And then he's gone and moves up or whatever else. And then the next guy comes in, changes this and that and da, 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 da. And like, you never get that buy in. And, you know, we, we were talking about this before. Uh, Brian Croft talks often, and and I don't know where the statistics come from. I've seen it a thousand times, and it's kind of one of those things like you might see it enough that it's just eventually true. But it, I, I've certainly seen it uh, and been on the the other side of that and seen how valuable it is when after that four or five years, that's when that guy is truly the pastor. Yeah. And so to some degree, you don't even have any trust uh, before then, yeah. any buy-in. You're not the guy yet. Uh, until you've been there for a minute, been in their lives and all of that, and actually built some of that trust. And so those those are a few factors, I think, uh, that this article digs into a little bit. But before we kind of dig into the bad news, if you will, uh, I just want to take a moment to give a great illustration of two pastors, uh, in, or one pastor and then a, a pastoral team. Uh, that recently was shared by Send Network, uh, Redemption City. Uh, this yeah, is a church plant in Fort Worth, uh, pastored by a friend of mine, Matt Kendrick. They recently did a long, slow, steady, building the trust, sharing and communicating and communicating and communicating some more over months and months and months to ultimately lead to where we're celebrating today a merger uh, between Chris Wright's church when he was the the pastor there in uh, Fort Worth area and then Redemption City. And so it was one of those situations, a lot of churches like that. And I think we're going to see many more mergers like this yeah, where maybe you right. have a church plant or one that is just thriving and growing, maybe with younger families. So it doesn't have perhaps all the income that they need to really get into the building that they need. But here's a church that has an older congregation that has plateaued or perhaps, I mean, there's a lot of different variables and a lot of different things that could happen, but it's just like a perfect match. But if you go in there and just shove it down people's throats, there's no way it's going to happen. And I just want to commend Matt Kendrick and Chris Wright for taking their time, listening, in responding to the questions, uh, not being defensive, not 
getting all in their feels and all of that kind of stuff, but just really just sticking with the process and just taking a slow and steady approach to ultimately be able to where on, you know, January 25th, there's an article coming out about this first service that they had this month uh, where they finally came together as one church, as this new relaunch together um, as Redemption City. And so great job, Chris and, and Matt. I don't know that you'll be listening to this, uh, but we are proud of you. And you're an example of somebody that has built trust, earned trust, and and been able to kind of cash out that trust, so to speak, not in a negative way, but you've you've leaned into that and and we now see the results of what happens when you can trust your pastors. And one of the things that that's illustrated in that is what you just talked about. Uh because Chris Wright has been at that at his church for did I see 10 years? Just just celebrated 10 years. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I mean he's built that trust. And even then, like you said, it took months. It was <laughs> so there, there, that's a whole nother podcast for another time. If you're going to launch into a merger or a fostering relationship or something like that, it's not something you just say, yeah, let's do this thing. It takes time to build the trust. That, that's a topic for another time. But yeah, great. I, I was I was encouraged by that as well. Very excited for, for those two guys. Very excited for um, that now one church that's coming together. One, uh, one little fun note is a lawyer friend of mine shared these stats today and said, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> as a lawyer and then they they're kind of at the bottom of the uh these stats too sometimes uh good bad or ugly but he's like welcome to the club uh but but anyway trust in clergy fell though for the fourth consecutive year dipping yeah. to 32 percent down from 34 percent last year and and that's it's kind of a sad thing because you know we Probably cashed in a lot of those, um, you know, the 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 personal bank account, if you will, where you know the the relationships were strained a little bit, perhaps during COVID, making decisions difficulty, all of that kind of stuff. Well, and, we, we and not like just COVID, not not. I mean, there was a whole lot. There were a whole lot of things that happened in 2020. COVID was a big part of it. You had um, racial tensions that I think hit a fever pitch that year, and then there was this election that happened. So you had kind of this perfect storm of all these things that came together. And there were a, we've talked about this before, there were a lot of landmines for pastors to step on in 2020. Yeah. And here we are now in 2024. And guess what? Hey, there's another year. <laughs> Just like the what, what has been is what will be. There's nothing new under the sun. Here yeah. we are again. So here's what's <laughs> wild though. Two two thousand and so when did you graduate high school? Uh, two thousand one. You were one two thousand one. Yes. So I was I was two thousand two. So two thousand one, it was sixty four percent. Two thousand two, when I graduated, it dropped fifty two percent, down to fifty two percent. Now, now again, we talked about anomaly. Two thousand one, I think, was an anomaly because, and they touch and uh, Aaron Earls touches on this in the article. After the terrorist attacks, after 9-11, trust rose for, for pastors yep. um, because folks were asking questions. I mean, you know, that was one of those moments in our, in our culture that really created this atmosphere where people were asking big questions, right? Uh, questions about faith and about life. And so, yeah, they turned to pastors. Um, and so, yeah, I think that he, he touches on this. That could have been one of the reasons that it rose. But then, as you mentioned, 2002, it drops. And and I was going to say I want to take um, 
full responsibility for the drop from 2017 uh, to 2018 because, you know, the Astros won the World Series. And I really <laughs> leaned into that and celebrated that. And then we dropped with, with an asterisk. With an 30, asterisk. 37%. Asterisk. So that's 100% me. Uh, but man, these, they just go down. And, yeah. and I think it reflects a little bit of maybe a generational distrust of some institutional stuff. Yep. Uh, I think that's part, they dig into that a little bit. But, uh, but anyway, less than half, 45% believe pastors have average honesty and ethical standards, while one in wow. five, 20% say those standards are low or very low. And uh, still, so they think they think pastors have low standards, and less than half of people think that they meet those standards of trust and integrity. Yeah, yeah, despite despite the decline, pastors still rank in the middle of the pack among all the professor professions surveyed, due in part to the falling trust across the board. So this, uh, you know, we I'm not going to dig into it, but maybe we could look at doctors, and then all of them kind of one and one and one. But it seems like they're all going down in general. Of the 22 professions evaluated in both 2019-2023, 21 have lower levels of American adults who say people in those professions have high or very high honesty and ethical standards. So it's not great. <laughs> it's just not great in general. Uh, and uh, anyway, here let, let's kind of flip it a little bit and at least say, how could we improve it? Um, yeah. At least, you know, we, we may not take it. Uh, up a percentage, but how can we, uh, kind of along the lines of insofar as it depends on you, you know, live at peace with one another, like insofar as it depends on us, how can we build trust, uh, honesty, integrity, all of those kind of things with our people? So, Kyle, give us maybe number one, and I'll give you a tip. It's part of y'all's little thing with NAM replant strategy that has four words. And it's four words. Oh, preach, pray. Love and stay. Yep. So step step number maybe one and two involve two of those words: love and stay. Yeah. Love your people, and yeah. you, you you're not loving them well if you're not being honest. Uh, yeah. You know, don't don't overpromise and underdeliver. Uh, you know, own own your mistakes, all of that kind of stuff. Be a man of integrity. Certainly don't be lying on, you know, resumes. <laughs> don't be, uh, you know, a thousand things we could say here. Don't yeah. be a jack wagon or maybe to still uh, Dean and Sarah's line. Don't be a jabroni. That's step one. Okay. <laughs> so love your people, yeah. be in their lives, be trustworthy, be on time, all of those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, and and, and here's, here's the thing. I, I think a lot of, I think a lot of ministries, a lot of pastoral tenures end, not because the people in the church are bad people, not not because the pastor's a bad guy, because the pastor tries to do things before he has, can we call it the trust capital to to make those decisions, to, yeah. to lead the, the change that he's looking to lead. I think that's where a lot of things fall apart. Um, you know, pastor, a new pastor gets in and he's excited and he sees all the things that he wants to change and he starts doing it. Before he has that relational capital, that trust capital to accomplish them. So love your people well. Let them know you love them, um, and and show them you love them. Show up in hospitals and living rooms that and and for funerals and weddings. That's where you build trust with your people. Yeah. Before you try to make changes that 
that they're not ready for yet. Yeah. And then of course the, the second part of that is yeah. to stay, uh, you know, stay long enough to affect some of those change, uh, changes, stay long enough to build some of that trust and, and so forth that, yeah, uh, a big one for sure. Uh, Kyle, anything else you want to dig into here? Yeah. So I would say it's not all bad news. And here's what, here's why I, I say that because the only age demographic that showed an increase over the last year in their trust of pastors is in the 18 to 34 year old age range. Let's go. Now, two things about that. First of all, many of the churches, <laughs> certainly that, that I consult with, many of the churches that, that li probably listen to this and that are in need of replanning or revitalization, um, don't have a lot of 18 to 34 year olds in, <laughs> in the pews. Okay. So you need to be aware of that. Secondly, a cynical side of this would say, um, that's because 18 to 34 year olds haven't yet really experienced church hurt yet. Um, both of those things can be true. Right? So this, that, that second part might be true, but if you have 18 to 34 year olds invest in them, show them that that they can trust you as the pastor not not because you're perfect not because you're you know you have you have a superior moral quality about but but because you are because you are leading well you're seeking to follow the holy spirit and even when you make mistakes you own up to them and and you seek to lead even in the midst of mistakes and with your older folks that those who are declining in their trust of pastors spend time with them invest in them that's how you earn trust there all right well uh hey pastor don't be a jabroni um <laughs> be honest have high integrity yeah look stay above board um look I've, I've said it before you know you you get into some of the different revitalization stuff and, and the different programs and steps and all of that at the end of the day make disciples equip your people uh, love God, love others. <laughs> That's going to keep you pretty busy. Yeah. Be honest. That sounds like something that, that um, the scripture tells us, right? Set an example, yeah. right? Again, that, that doesn't mean you got to be perfect, yeah. but it, it means that, um, yeah, live with integrity. Show what that looks like. Show what it looks like to own up when you when you mess up. Um, yeah, model for your people what this Christian life looks like. Yeah. Show up on time. Stay for a while. Simple. Yep. Yeah. It's good. Easy. So easy a caveman can do it. Kyle, <laughs> send us out. Hey, thanks for listening. And until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people? <laughs>